Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the Top Shelf Edition, Season 2, Episode 4, presented by the Tap Room at Northern Superior Brewing Company. Is your host, David McKaig Jr. I am joined by Dane Hantro and Justin Heichel. Going to bring in the fellas right off the hop here. Going over to Dane. Daner, how's it going, my friend? Ah, it's going good. You know, the 2022 here, uh, the Oilers have uh, been making me miserable, though, of late. Um, so I, I would say on a sports uh, sports wise, uh, things could be a lot better. Um, but other than that, uh, life is good. Um, you know, we're missed all the snow that Southern Ontario got today. So I know Michael's probably pretty happy about not having to, uh, you know, take care of his uh, driveway today. So uh, yeah, <laughs> no, life's good. Can't complain. Yeah, you know what? That's I could not agree more with not having to shovel when I came home. That's fantastic. Now, speaking of the mentioned one only Justin Heichel. Hike, you and I talked yesterday on in. Uh, yeah, no, was it yesterday? Saturday. Saturday. Let me stand corrected. Saturday we had our in the pocket segment. I would say the two of our predictions did not go as planned. Both of them being <laughs> Raiders and Steelers. Uh, that did not age quickly at all. Uh, I really or that did age quickly. Whatever. Nonetheless, I sound like an idiot there, but it's okay. I sound like an idiot making those predictions so you know what you and i both made predictions that the raiders and steelers would be survivors this week and i chose the steelers based on a biased opinion i should have went with my heart my goodness that was a hard game to watch yesterday hike my friend we're talking hockey though here how are you (laughs) better than the cowboys fan base that's for sure See, and we got to give we got to give love to the to the, to the football a little bit here because so we can promote that show. It was a great show that you and I had uh, that EJ missed, which of course I must announce EJ was the pick'em winner this year, uh, unfortunately. And we were not going to hear the fucking end of it because EJ all he does is brag. I don't know if that's in just him, but I'm just chirping because he's not here to defend. But we got hockey here, hike, and it's good because in Leafland, I guess it's good question mark and the reason why I say question mark because yes there's wins but if as soon as we get a 4-1 lead okay you get a 3-1 lead even you start to lose your boner as I would say but as soon as you get a 4-1 lead it's like okay I I, I can't watch the rest of this hockey game I can't yeah watch I, uh, I I prefer one goal games it's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty well where I'm at now yeah uh every time I'm betting on a leaf game I'm taking the under <laughs> like I went 2-1 that's all I want. Two nothing. Two Dude, one. If it's four one, I'm yelling at the TV to get another goal right away because I've never seen them blow a five one lead before. To be completely, I used to I used to get mad at my dad because he just go do something else, and now I get it. <laughs> now I I just I just I leave and I go do something else. We can't have nice things. A four one lead. You. It's like I'm out of here. I'm yeah. out of here. I'm gonna go do something else. Something more productive like, than what I'm it's gonna It's like the Ben Aff- the Ben Affleck meme. It's just me outside. That's <laughs> yeah. Till the game is over. It's gonna be game seven cup finals, four one lead going into the third. We're out. I can't watch that. I would yeah, be on I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out picking weeds out of the garden. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Fuck hard it. time. It's it, We can't have nice things. If you're a Leaf fan or even an Oiler fan, you can't have nice things. You just ain't you just, that the truth. You cannot have nice things. <laughs> just may as well get fucking up the old rear end, if you will. All right. Now, one thing that isn't a good thing at the rear end, and I think Dane will attest to this. Okay. The game sports show EASHL team is an absolute, and I'll let Dane finish that sentence right now. We're, we're a wagon. We're a wagon. <laughs> the boys have been hot this year. Yeah. Coming, out, co- coming off a, uh, not a great uh, NHL 21 season, yeah, uh, yeah. which was our second season uh, as, a, as a group. Um, 
But yeah, we rebounded this year. We uh, reflected on the things that uh, you know worked and didn't work last year, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're 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 Div One. We're uh, I think we got like a ninety and fifty record this year. Um, so yeah, you know, we're just gonna keep buzzing out there, keep putting the puck in the back of the net, <laughs> and uh, having fun. I love the seriousness on that. And fun fact: when we were playing in NHL 19, 19? 920, NHL 20, 20 NHL 20, we were absolutely sexy. Like we were 140, 80 and something. Last year was abysmal. We were close to hovering over 500 uh, and it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. If you count our regular season record this year, we are 79, 44 and 19. If you count our playoff record, that's where Dane had it with a 90 and 50 and 22 record. A lot, get some overtime losses in there where we just can't win it in overtime. And if anyone's wondering what the fuck we're talking about, EA, EASHL is NHL 22 video game that you can play online. And the game sports shows a wagon. We're, we're just unbelievable. So if you want to challenge us, comment below, reach out to us, and we have no problem kicking your fucking ass. And that's a call out to Nasher. That's a call out to the guys on Spitting Chicklets. I don't care. We'll play anybody because all I'll say is that's my puck. Dane will snipe, and Parr will pass the puck in my office all day, and we'll fucking destroy you. The Game Sports Show EASHL team. Check us out on the EA.com website. You can actually search the Game Sports Show. Maybe Hike will do that right now because he probably never has. Uh, and you can see our record. We are a wagon. I must. I want to get. Michael a- needs to buy a PS5 so he can play with uh, me, you, and Alex. Yeah, and I think Hike would be a good tendy. I don't have tiny PS5 hands. <laughs> I just can't use the goddamn PlayStation controller. Well, there must be a way that you could somehow use an Xbox controller on a PS5. I mean, I'm, I, there's twenty-two. I think there's a way. I don't understand how we just can't cross-play. It I would can... be nice because the uh, yeah, it's it's hard to find a game sometimes. Uh, there's the fact that you can't even cross over with the PS4 and the PS5. So. Sometimes yeah, we're waiting in the lobby for uh, an extended period of time, which is well, that's so stu- that's so stupid. Yeah, it is. No, I, I I agree, but you know, obviously, it comes down to money and. All yeah, tell tell but... Sony to get off their communist horse there, and they're too busy trying to get a movie with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire right now. Okay, and I'm sorry if there's any spoilers there. I really don't care. It's been how many weeks since Spider Man's came out? You should have seen it by now. If you're, a- I, ri- oh, I, I risk I risked COVID to go to the theater to see it. Yeah, I was sitting beside people, and they weren't wearing a mask. Oh no, I was I was slaughtering popcorn the entire time. Oh my god, there I had to Spider Man my way to the bathroom. Oh, Oh, it was Ram. Some guy comes up, he stands right beside me, and he goes, "It's not six feet between us." Why don't you fucking move? (laughs) Why don't you just fuck off? You know, like you're the one. You're the one who just you walked up right beside me and had this like brainchild of an opinion. That there's not no, there isn't. So why don't you just back up and go sit somewhere else? Why don't you just fuck I'll up? just I'll solve the problem for both of us here. Just, well, you're not wearing a mask. I'm like, no, I'll try to eat my fucking popcorn and watch movies. So see you know, in the in the movie theater. Strange that people are doing this here. That's funny you say strange. Doctor Strange hmm, connects together. Now, top <laughs> top shelf. Okay, episode four. We're a little bit behind on episodes. I got a couple things in a blurb up here quickly. I wanted to start the show on a loose topic. EASHL was definitely where it was at because the game sports show is, again, a fucking wagon uh, this year. So, again, this is brought to you by the Tap Room at Northern Superior. So, check them out, northernsuperior.org. You go to thegamesportshow.com. If you're down to the sponsors area, click the link. 
You can also click them on the banner that's on the website and you can get directed to their page. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram or just simply go there and purchase beer from them. Yes, they do have outdoor dining right now. And like, what the fuck? That's cold. No, I was actually there yesterday. They have a nice fire set up for you. They actually got spike volleyball outside. They got a tent set up too. You know what? They have it hopping there at Northern. It's the place to be in the Sioux. So make sure you just get over to Northern right now. They have some appetizers you can enjoy, get some beer. And Blake Winter knows how to brew some beer, let me tell you. Okay, I'm sitting here with a hound town. And no, it's not a hound pound okay, or a hound pounder, as people like to call it. No, it's a hound town. Okay, and if anyone knows what a hound pound is, comment below. I think we all know what that is, especially our age generation, Dane and Hike. I think we know exactly what we're referring to. But check them out on social media. Get some delicious beer from them. And also to support local in general. Yes, Northern all of our sponsors, but even local in general. Okay. Because it's COVID-19 right now in Ontario, there is no indoor dining. There's they're back into lockdown schools. I think just got back today, but either way, support the local businesses in particular, check out Northern uh, superior brewing company. Also, I want to give a shout out to our recent YouTube upload, Theo flurry. That show was absolutely bomb. It was unbelievable. Myself and Alex. Had a great interview with Theo Fleury. He got intense with a lot of his stories and he got loose. That show was only supposed to be a half hour long. Mid throughout the show, he says it. He wanted to stay on and talk more with us because having such a good time. I didn't edit that out. We don't edit things out on the show. We don't follow a script. People may unfollow because of that right now or turn off the show because they think we're organized. We we know what we're doing because we know what we're talking about. We like to keep it real. And Theo kept it real. And he also chirped Kyle Dubas a little bit on there. That's a Sioux guy. Okay, so some Sioux people might want to tune in and say, what the hell? It blows Theo's mind that Kyle Dubas is a GM in the league. And I'll let him give him his rationale. Just check out the show. It's on the Game Entertainment and Media uh, YouTube channel. That title is going to change to the T-Gem Network. That's the YouTube channel. We've had some good amount of subscribers and views. We encourage more. We have a lot of big things coming uh, for the T-Gem Network platform, including a channel-based category platform, as well as the Game Sports Show will be a part of that platform. And all of our new shows will not only be on the audio like we've been, but we'll be doing video. You get to see my mug, Dane's mug, uh, Hike's mug, Alex Parr's ugly mug. You get to see an EJ Russell's ugly mug. You get to see all of our mugs on those videos on YouTube. And I got to thank Alex Flood and Alex Parr for their video contributions on edits because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing when it comes to that nonsense. Uh, so make sure you check us out at the That's through Instagram, Facebook, as well as check out those shows. Follow, like, and subscribe, including follow the platform. We got some great contest giveaway coming up, which is almost $100 cash and almost $100. I say almost. Why am I saying almost? $100 cash and $100 giveaway from Northern Superior Brewing Company that we're doing as well. So keep an eye. $98.46 giveaway. I don't know why I said almost. You know what? I'm not going to add that out either because that's just me talking. Anyone that knows me knows that I talk too fast and have a lot to say all the time. So that just makes sense to throw in random words sometime. But check out Northern Superior social media, and also check out our platform, TGM Network. And that is a lot that we got to here in the beginning. Let's go into the show, fellas. We're going to go into a few topics. 
Topic says Bobby Clark. We're going to get to Evander, Clay, uh, Evander Kane, rather. Uh, Connor McDavid, of course. We're going to go to the All-Star game, which will segue us to the World Cup and the Olympics, as well as we're going to talk about the top five teams that we think are in the National Hockey League right now and maybe a revised Stanley Cup Finals from our original episode one, which was only three episodes ago. Uh, and then I'm going to end the show with some local. And speaking of only three episodes ago, we will be having Top Shelf on a more bi-weekly at most basis. We are going to aim to have it once a week uh, again and get back to a normal schedule for all you top shelf listeners. Uh, Dane, I want you to start with the Bobby Clark uh, comments in regards to Ron Hextall drafting Nolan Patrick. I won't take the full fire there and maybe educate our listeners for those that may not have seen that in the past week, because I know that's a, a reaction that I'm sure the people are interested to hear from us. Yeah, well, I mean, Bobby Clark has definitely been a, a guy that has been known to speak his mind, but I, I think, you know, this is something that's a little bit out of the norm for the NHL for, you know, the, the president of the, the team to kind of call out a former GM in kind of the way that he did. Um, obviously, I think, you know, if you look at many other NHL teams in their draft rankings, I think they had probably Nolan Patrick in front of Kel McCarr. I don't think every team did. Um, I think obviously, you know, we watched Mikhail McCarr, what he did at the World Juniors before getting drafted and, I think you could see the undeniable talent that he had. And then whereas Nolan Patrick obviously, you know, went through some injury issues uh, during the time that he would have made the uh, world junior team, wasn't able to play in that tournament. And yeah, anyways, you know, uh, Ron Hextall drafted him second overall in front of Kel McCarr. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers currently aren't, uh, you know, at where they want to be right now. I think, you know, they probably definitely have playoff aspirations. Um, I don't think they're going to make it this year. Looks like Claude Giroux might be on the trade block. Uh, you know, a couple of things happening in uh, Philadelphia as far as making changes player-wise. Um, obviously, Lane Vigneault got fired um, a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, I think obviously the team's just really frustrated right now. Um, you know, from the top to the bottom, they're not where they want to be, like I said. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I laugh at it because, I mean – obviously the GM that's what your your job is to make the tough decisions when it comes to you know who you're inevitably going to draft in the draft it comes down to what you're going to say um he, yeah he made a mistake right and Nolan Patrick's no longer even with Philadelphia right now and you look at Colorado who's obviously flourishing as a hockey team and Kel McCarr you know arguably other than maybe Victor Hedman and Adam Fox you know definitely a top three defenseman in the league right now and, you know, he's on a, a pace to potentially score close to 40 goals this year as a defenseman. So, Is that good? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. I think it's okay. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's just a, it's just a funny thing. I just – you don't see it too often in, in hockey where, you know, uh, 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 especially uh, uh, somebody that is, you know, so well-known in the league and has done so much in the league to kind of call out, you know, another guy that's, you know, kind of put his time in, you know, as a player and as, you know, in the upper office. So, yeah, I think it was just a little good soundbite to hear, you know, a little excitement, especially with COVID and all the delays that's going on with hockey right now. You know, your team's playing. They're not fucking playing back and forth, you know. So I, I, I just laugh at it. I mean, Bobby Clark is definitely not wrong in anything that he said. Uh, he also mentioned that they had an opportunity to uh, potentially uh, get uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, I'm not sure what the deal was. It might have been for Shen, Braden Shen. Um, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> you just got to laugh at it. Um, Ron Hextall, you know, currently the GM of Pittsburgh. I mean, does that make Pittsburgh fans a little bit worried that like, holy fuck, we got this guy running the show now. 
Uh, Pittsburgh's <laughs> doing fine right now. Um, you know, the, they look like a team that, you know, do they got one more run in them, you know, can Sidney Crosby get that fourth cup? So, yeah, I just, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I'll kind of end it with I'm not overly surprised out of all the people, you know, that are NHL personalities or, you know, involved in the NHL. I'm not surprised that words of those came out of Bobby Clark's mouth. That's just kind of his personality. Hike, feedback on those points. All you. I mean, to me, I just think it's a guy trying to buy some goodwill with the fan base when you're in the midst of another shit show. Mm, really good point. You know what I mean? The Philadelphia fan base isn't, you know, known to be the most compassionate and <laughs> well, no, it's fine. In a row. It's, it's fine. By by all your means, by all means, take your time. It's no big deal. It's Philadelphia. We're patient here. Like, you know, I don't. I, to me, I think that's just he's throwing some some fuel on the fire. Let's get some people talking about something else right now. You know, point point the gun elsewhere for a little bit. Don't uh, you know? Don't look at this tire fire of a hockey team we got going on. Seven. Be mad. Be mad at the other guy who's got all those guys that score sixty five goals a game. You, you, right you think that's a? You think that's like a, a thing you would say like maybe when you relieve Ron Hextall of his duties when he gets fired? Not something that you're going to bring up. You know, a year or whatever it's been a year or two since Ron Hextall has been the GM of the Flyers. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit out of left field. And maybe yeah. it's the battle Pennsylvania that made him do that. I mean, maybe there's, you know, the ax is looming there for Bobby Clark. And so he's just saying what he wants to say. Yeah, he's yeah. old. You know, get a little senile. Hopefully we get well, a little that's bit. that's what I mean. It could just I, be I, I would prefer to get more man. sound bites from Bobby Clark like this for the rest of his career. Let's go. Yeah, I want to get him on the show maybe. If that's going to be how open book he is, holy shit, let's get him on, on board. I'll upload that show immediately. There won't be anything. <laughs> Who else do you want to shit talk? Let's do <laughs> right, this. Welcome to the game sports show. Is there anyone else you want to fucking just throw under the bus? Well, David, yes. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the floor, and you go nuts. And so Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Battle Pennsylvania is picking up. I th- that's where I think Bobby Clark went towards it. I think he's just trying to maybe, maybe like Dane said, worry Pittsburgh fans. I don't know if that's a. That's it's it's, a, it's a great rivalry when both teams are good. I just think Pittsburgh is way better. Obviously superior to Philadelphia right now. Um, so. What about Kata Hot, man? Kata Hot is, is, my goodness. Like, there's a guy that last year, Dane, or maybe not last year, it was the year before, but. We're saying this is the guy. Had a bad year last year. Yeah, so it's the year before. So we're saying that this is the guy that's the future of Canada in between the pipes. Now, mm. when you see the future of Canada, is it Jordan Bennington or Hike? Do you disagree? Was Carter Hart not the future of Canada before? Are you disagreeing? I haven't really. He hasn't. I haven't seen it at this level, honestly, consistently. I mean, he doesn't have a horrible group of defensemen in front of him. They're not the best, but. Not the owner. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. It's frustrating. I don't. I'd like to see him in a different lineup. You know what I mean? And and see what he has to offer. Like throw him down in Vegas. Vegas Carolina taking everyone's good stuff. Or yeah, Vegas is actually a perfect example. Yeah. Like throw him down there and see what can happen. Sorry, Robin Leonard. Maybe the Rangers. I I I still have pretty high hopes on Carter Hart. Um, I've been saying it for years that I. Truly do think he's going to be the next carry price. Um, I, I think obviously last year he had a bad year. I think this year he's obviously kind of, he had a really good start. Obviously the team is struggling, which, you know, inevitably doesn't help out the girl goaltenders numbers. Um, but yeah, if you look at kind of like the stats right now, 
He's not doing terrible. He has a 211 save percentage. Goals against are just hovering just below three. Uh, Philadelphia is uh, averaging the most shots against uh, per game as a team right now. So uh, with that, obviously, you know, there's going to be more high quality scoring chances when the shots are inflated like that. So I don't think you can all put it on uh, Carter Hart, but I think you're going to look at a lot of like, you know, look at Mackenzie Blackwood right now in, uh, in New Jersey. He's another young guy who is though, if we're, if we're looking at, you know, potential goaltenders to be, you know, the team Canada guy, you know, we're definitely looking at those two guys right now. And I think are kind of both having, you know, subpar seasons, but again, both play on not so great teams. It's not like they're playing on great teams and that's the one, you know, thing that is holding them back. Like, like the Edmonton Oilers, you could say that a lot of it is just goaltending. I mean, I think it's obviously a bunch of things, but goaltending is one thing that definitely jumps out right now. Um, I don't think you look at Philadelphia and you're saying, you know, the goaltending is, you know, what's holding us back from being a playoff team. And again, hey, you got to look at the kid. He, he got thrown in the league at 20 years old. He didn't uh, spend a whole lot of time playing in the minors. Um, and we all know, um, just like every, you know, diehard hockey fan that, you know, rushing goaltenders and, and, and defensemen have not always, you know, worked out for most teams in that sense. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I still think uh, the potential for Carter Hart to turn into a superstar goaltender is still there. But obviously, you need the help from your team to kind of build that confidence. And obviously, confidence is an issue in Philadelphia right now. Carey Price, speaking of that, I know that is that he's going to restart his rehabilitation for his knee. He's still out indefinitely. Montreal fans, things aren't getting better uh, for you uh, right now. He's not coming back this season. No, he no. Won't, no, he won't play this year. Why would he have to? The team is uh, struggling. The team is not strong. He's pain pain for Shane. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Pain for Shane. Maybe next year he comes back. Don't know. Or maybe Montreal should consider training him. I've always said that I think Montreal should cash in on Kerry. I feel like teams would line up to have him, one of which Colorado. I don't know how they would fit it in the cap, but I'm sure they would find a way. I, I think this I think this year hurts their chances into maybe moving that contract, right? Like you look at them going to the cup final last year and and you know, playing absolute lights out, you know, the main reason that they even made it that far. And then obviously, you know, with his personal issues and not being able to play, and then also his physical injuries. Um, him not playing this year obviously does not help his value. So I mean, if 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 he was playing this year and Montreal was struggling and it, you know, he wasn't the the main contributor to that, I think you could still maybe move that contract, but I think that window might be dwindling. Um Unless the, you know they retain a bunch of salaries, so yeah, things oh, in Montreal. Well, then, like, what think? Montreal might be rebuilding for the next five years. Yeah. I think I think like Mark Bergeron put them in a position where, like they they had went they went on their run last year. I, I it was a fucking miracle. I, <laughs> I I like I mean it's a one out of one hundred chance that I think they do it again, um, with with the team like they did last year. I think my dark days ahead for the Montreal Canadiens. I don't think they have enough young guys to to really build around yet. I I, I don't think Cole Caulfield's the the guy that's you know going to score forty goals without you know a, a bunch of support around him. And Nick Suzuki, I think, is a really good player, but should Nick Suzuki be playing the you know the minutes and and the situations that he is right now as you know a 22 year old or whatever that he is you know how many goals Cole has this year Caulfield yeah 
oh, not many, like four, five. Hike, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I know he's caught a little bit of fire lately, but like I, I think less, he has maybe eight points in 25 games. Yeah, less game. than five. So he has one goal and seven assists. He has eight points. Oh, he, oh, he does. He only has one goal still. Yeah, so exactly, right? And I think the kid caught fire last year and he got a little bit of luck, but, you know, guy's tiny. He needs, he needs, he needs like a, a, a big centerman that can, you know, get he the needs someone to make space and, for him. Like what yeah, Nolan exactly. Patrick was supposed to do. That's who would be exactly like, who was supposed to do, not that he's doing what he's, he's not going to do it himself. He's a complimentary player yeah. that can, can, can I, I think Marner at times can run his own line. I don't think Cole Caulfield's the player that's ever going to run his own line. You put him on a line with a dry side, oh, McDavid, a Matthews. I mean, you know, there's so many other guys in McKinnon. Yeah, I bet you he scores 40 fucking goals because the kid can shoot the puck like no other. But yeah, it's yeah. space and, and size. And, he just and, can't be the guy. He's not. Well, he need. It's, it's hard to cycle the puck and get puck movement in the zone. Like, I look at Edmonton with Yamamoto right now. The guy, every time a guy, he goes in the corner of a guy, he falls, loses the puck, and then it's it's going the other way. And I love the heart from the kid. Like, I do, but he's just undersized and needs to find another way to, to kind of battle on the boards, and it can't be going head-to-head with a guy that's 60 pounds heavier than him. Imagine so. him and him in one-on-one. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't, no, exactly. Wouldn't work. And that's where the Habs fans, you know, you're looking at Shane Wright, you know, maybe you're looking at Connor Bedard. If I'm everyone, I want picks next year. I, I, I love Bedard. Man, I'm a huge Connor Bedard fan, but I, <laughs> if you're a Leaf fan, don't, don't hope for it because that means we have a problem. I think more realistically, Montreal might have a taste. Uh, Arizona might have a taste. Buffalo, question mark. Uh, there's some teams that might have the taste of the Wright and Bedard medicine. Uh, that could help their team. And if Montreal Montreal has so many players that they could sell off right now and like just get draft picks for the next few drafts. So sorry, yeah, I didn't mean off, to interrupt you on that. Hoffman, just... Price, uh, oh, Bard, Gallagher, Gallagher, Retree, Petrie. Yeah. There's a well, guy. And, that, and that they're not play. shitty players. That's the no. thing. Like, I would love Petrie. Petrie is, and I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna have to research this. I think Jeff Petrie's contract is close to, um, I think it's upwards to close to six. But when it comes to the, uh, to the overall cap friendly side of things, his cap hit six point two five. Okay, and this is a guy that right now has a limited no movement clause contract. Uh, and from what I understand, uh, this would be his last season on his contract. From what I see, and he has three points in 29 games. Last year, he had 42 in 55 games. He had a very strong season and was arguably their best defenseman last year uh, by far. And you you look at the 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 Montreal Canadiens. There is a guy that I think you can fetch a pretty good, decent money uh, to come back from. He's 34 years old, veteran defenseman, and you know what he shoots. Right. And know how many teams need a right-handed defenseman? They all coveted those. No, you know who you know could use fucking Jeff Petrie right now is the Edmonton Oilers. (laughs) Use Jeff Petrie right now. (laughs) Bring him bring him back. The guy that we traded for oh I want a six second round pick, I believe that it wasn't much. It It wasn't much. much. He's from Ann Arbor, Michigan, too. Fun fact. Uh six three, two hundred and nine pounds, big guy. He was drafted by the Edmonton Oilers in 2006. So second round, there's a guy that definitely on the block. We talk about guys that are all available. He's one of them that's probably top on the trade block for Montreal, along with um, uh, Gallagher that you mentioned. I, I think Montreal could easily, easily trade and get two 
two first round picks and two second round draft picks and and move some players out. I I I I think with all the seasons going right now, I think it would be irresponsible of them to not consider doing a rebuild right now. Um, you got Caulfield and Suzuki. They're still young. They're the cornerstone cornerstone of your team right now. Um, but other than that, they 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 don't have a lot. So. I, I just I just think it sucks though. Gallagher he's 30, 29 years old, sorry, and he has 10 points in 25 games. His contract is 6.5 million. He's under contract to the 2026-2027 season. So it's Whoa. a six six point five hit. So you gotta really that might be tough to move. Tough to move that contract. <laughs> but the one year contracts like the Petries, uh the the um other contracts like Mike Hoffman, I think has a couple years on his, if I remember correctly, with his. Uh, but there's some, and there's some, I think his is reasonable though. Yeah. His contract actually this year with Mike Hoffman, uh, when Montreal signed him is a, okay. He signed a one year, $4 million contract. Oh, uh, you can move that anywhere. Yeah. You can move that contract one year, 4.5. No, I lied three years, 4.5. You gotta stand corrected. I was reading incorrectly four years. Or three years, sorry, at four point five. Still a movable contract uh, to go though. David Savard signed three years, uh, just under four as well. They have some movable contracts that are veterans, but I think the main guys to focus on is Jeffrey. Definitely Jeff Petrie. Uh, would be one guy you want to move to get a big value back in return and then some other term that you can move. If you can move Carey Price. I think even with the season Jeff Petrie's having right now, if it's his last year on a contract, I think a first-round draft pick to – I think, like, Jeff Petrie, like, a team that should go for Jeff Petrie is definitely the Florida Panthers right now. Yeah. They are primed to go on a cup run this year. Yeah. They If they need anything, it's one more defenseman make it work, throw your first round pick in there. I, I, I think a Jeff Petrie, who's a veteran player on a team that is, you know, on the uprise of a bunch of young talent is, is such a perfect fit that it, it almost has to happen. So if Jeff Petrie does get moved, look for the Florida Panthers, in my opinion, to, to make that, uh, make that happen. Lots of talk with the Montreal Canadiens here. We'll transition. And listen, if anyone ever says that we don't give love to other teams and other Canadian teams, you can literally just go jump out of your window right now. And I think that our friends from Bitter Rivals podcast uh, will certainly like that. Right now, if you want to look at 32nd and 31st, Montreal's last in the NHL. Third, uh, second last is Arizona. So the battle for Shane. The price is right, if you will. Maybe that's a coincidence in terms of carry price being a hab and Shane Wright being available. But we give love to all the teams. A little extra love for Montreal. It's certainly, I knew, and we all knew, we called it on the show the last year was just that miracle, and it all looks correct right now. God, we look smart. Looks like we know what we're talking about once in a while. I'm SMRT. A- now, Hike, <laughs> I want to get you to launch the next topic, Evander Kane. Uh, and the reason why I'm going to go to you to launch it, it's just kind of talk about him using a fake passport. This is, again, this is, again, a topic that's been talked about. We haven't had the chance to talk about a certain a certain few topics. That's why we're getting our uh, opinions on it. I want you to start off with Evander Kane, uh, the potential next Edmonton Oiler. I mean, the Kirkland brand Antonio Brown. <laughs> I was just like literally like was just thinking about like who would I compare Evander Kane to right now? And like Antonio Brown, like I was literally just thinking that. Like it's, I don't understand. This guy's a walking shit show. I don't, I don't know how to say it politely because I don't think there is a way 
to say it. Like everyone pick your what Evander Kane incident comes to mind and you know what I mean? The stacks of cash in Vegas, you know, using them as a phone in his pictures and then he's bankrupt three days later. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, get it together. Uh, the fake vaccine thing, like, listen. All you like, topic. You've got more talent than you know a lot of guys in the league. Thirty goal scorer, man. Thirty goal scorer in that. In the and, and like your brain just doesn't. I don't doesn't get it. Like if, if just get you know what I mean. Show up, show up, and don't fuck around. And no one would have probably asked any questions. Honestly, I really think of it like people are like, oh, Dave, would you like him in Toronto? Because everyone knows I'm a Leaf fan. And to be honest, sure, you you want a 30 goal scorer on your team, okay? But do you really want to take, do you want yeah do you want to take that responsibility on? And then you, I can go to Dane with this next, and I will because I know there's a lot of rumors about him going to Edmonton and Ken Holland saying second chances, and Ken Holland's a very good guy. Second chances, fifth chances. See, and I know Ken, I've not know personal, but I've actually had a conversation with Ken on the phone when a, a friend of ours and obviously a host on the show, Dustin Gronin, got hurt in his car accident. Ken Holland and the Detroit Red Wings, and he was GM there at the time, uh, gave uh, like pictures, signed pucks. They gave stuff uh, to me to give to Dustin, which was certainly great. Ken Holland is a great GM. So when he says that he believes in second chances, <laughs> that definitely sounds like a Ken Holland type move. Uh, but again, you said it right there, Hike. Second chances. This guy has had more. But really, is playing for the Edmonton Oilers is playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that is led mostly by young talent, McDavid, Dreisaitl, then you got Marner, Matthews, respectively, and I'm not including Jason Spencer, even though that guy's an absolute stud uh, in terms of being a leader, but if I'm looking at a team to bring him on, and you guys, I think it's an obvious pick, but in terms of leadership that, hey, get your fucking shit together, I think it's Pittsburgh. To be honest, I think the team that would be interesting would be, because they're, they're, they're looking good this year, I feel like that's a team that he can really smarten up. If not Florida, I think Florida is also very interesting because of Jumbo Joe being there. Uh, Barkoff, Huberto, yes, they're a bit younger, but they're very strong leaders. Not Boston. Uh, New York Rangers, no, you don't want him in fucking New York. Uh, <laughs> that's You just don't want Evander in New York. Carolina would I, be interesting, but I think Pittsburgh would honestly be almost the perfect fit because I think going to the Eastern Conference would be a better route for him uh, because of just the demographic and I, I think the team should be Pittsburgh it shouldn't as much as I want it to be Toronto because how good he is or even for Dane's sake how good that would be to add him to your top six I don't think that'd be a fit because of his attitude sorry Hike. like Edmonton's locker room doesn't have the spine to control them right now they don't they're it's you know you know in Goon when they're talking about the other team and he's like playing, playing divorced guys, playing divorced guys over the broken men. That's the Oilers locker room right now. <laughs> like Connor looked like he wanted a cigarette at the podium the other night. Like that's not like his commercial running up the hill. How's my stats doing? Well, Connor, you smoked two packs today trying to get over being on this fucking team. Uh, like, you know, I don't think bringing a Vander Kane there is going to help him out. I don't, I honestly don't think it does. It would help, but it wouldn't help. I know what you're saying by that. I know it, yeah, it, it would know. help for the ratings on Sports Center. <laughs> like, I don't know what you think, Kane. And I don't think Brian Burke is going to. You know what I mean? The oh, Brian good example. That's right. Burke. Yeah, good point. I didn't even, I forgot about Burke. But I just think if you think of him, wouldn't it be beneficial for him to maybe sit down and say, yeah, you know what? I want to be a Leaf or I want to be an Oiler because you have 
his, maybe his favorite team was Toronto growing up, who knows, or Ottawa, whatever it may have been. But then you look at Edmonton, it's like, hey, I want to play with Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. Hey, even it I probably would be beneficial for him. But yeah, contract. Like, he needs to go to the gulag right now and figure it out. Like, go Arizona, to go to fucking. No, like that KHL team in China there, like the Red Star, <laughs> whatever the hell they're called. Go figure it out in the KHL for a year. Yeah, make thirty two, make thirty two rubles and eat squid, eat and then and come back and and tell him like it's almost like MJ and Rodman, right? Where like when he is he would that be a fair comparison in basketball? Maybe Rodman, maybe that's a little too. Maybe Rodman's a little too crazy. Uh, Rodman went to WCW though, and it was cool. (laughs) Yeah, like but that's the point where MJ just let Rodman do what he wanted, but MJ was the leader along with um. Why am I drawing a blank? Pippin. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah. So like you have and more guys, Kirk, uh, uh, like you got, you had guys on that team that were able to just say, okay, we let Pippin or let Pippin. We let Rodman do what he wants to do. We know he's going to come back and we handle him when he's here. I don't think McDavid, I don't think Matthews Tavares, sorry, John Tavares does not seem like the guy that would keep Evander Kane in line. And Tavares is a great leader, but I really feel like Evander Kane would fit from being on a team that yes, is out of, out of, out of world or on a team that's going to say, Hey, Evander fucking smarten up. And I think Crosby knowing how I've heard about Crosby through Tyler Kennedy, how he is as a leader and of any Evgeny Malkin, I feel like that almost be a better fit for him. Now I don't want him to go there because that makes Pittsburgh better. <laughs> so I don't want them to get better. Cause that's what Toronto's in the East. If I'm going to take my host hat off, put my fan hat on, I'm just being honest with you that I think that'd be a better fit. But Dane, I know you've been waiting. Um, Oilers seem like the place that it's going to be. As much as we talk, we might get off this call. He might get cleared, and and he might sign with Edmonton tonight for all that we that with all that we know. And I know you probably have a lot to say about Evander Kane. I'm sure you'd love to see him there, but really, is it the best for him and the best for the Oilers? So yeah, like I agree with you guys, and I also disagree with you guys. I think obviously Evander Kane needs to go to a team where it's going to be a good fit. I think you guys underappreciate uh, the leadership core that the Leafs and Oilers have. Um, based off of maybe the age of, of the players and, you know, maybe, you know, haven't been, you know, in the, in the league for 10 years, I think Evander Kane, it's going to be a respect thing, right? Like you're going to go to a team and it's not like if he goes to Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby is going to be a psychiatrist. Like (laughs) it's, it's not like he's going to give him a fucking pep talk before every game. Like, all right, Evander, you know, we won tonight. This doesn't mean you're going to go fucking eight ball and fucking start it off. Hooker's fucking assholes. And then go to the Zeno alone from the Zeno. And then we're just going to go fly to a different fucking city and play another away game. It's not going to be like that. So the way that I look at it is, for Edmonton right now, Edmonton needs something right now. Ken Holland needs to do something. I don't know how many more games you go where we play like this, where you don't do something, whether it's Evander Kane or whatnot. I think Evander Kane, it's a small, small risk. If it doesn't work out and he acts like an idiot, you sign him to a 1 million prorated deal at this point in the season. It's literally getting a top six forward talent arguably a top you know five top 10 power forward in the nhl like the the talent's undeniable if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but you're going to sign him to a one-year deal which is essentially going to be a half a year deal to come play with you and and it's it's exactly what edmonton needs right now connor mcdavid is desperately dying for a winger that is has a shoot first mentality that can rip the fucking puck I want Evander Kane. I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but I don't feel like there's a whole lot of risk behind the move. 
if if he just acts like an idiot, it's it he this is literally his last chance. I told you guys earlier on you know a couple shows ago that I honestly thought it was a high probability that Evander Kane never plays in the NHL again. And you guys disagreed with me, and he's fucked up again. And now he's probably facing another suspension. So I think the only reason Edmonton actually hasn't signed him yet is because with this you know, ongoing investigation of him faking a passport, coming back over to Canada, and now it's just another fucking delay. I think if he gets signed with a team and he fucks up again, he's done. He's done. So I, I I look at it that I think I think Toronto I think I mean I think any team that is in a playoff spot right now, Evander Kane is a good fit on their team. Obviously, I do agree with you guys that yeah, you do need a little bit of leadership, and it's a respect thing, right? I I I think you know without Toronto and Edmonton, you know having a whole bunch of playoff success. They still, you know, have some of the best players in the NHL. So I think the respect factor is there. And yeah, like, I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, but I, I just don't think like you're going to, when Ron Hextall asked Sidney Crosby, oh, we want to bring Evander Kane in, but you have to babysit him. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, Evander Kane's going <laughs> to come to a team. He's going to be his own person. He's a fucking adult. Start acting like his adult. Like, never seen a guy go out of his way to ruin to 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 literally go to his way to not make millions and millions of dollars and he loves to spend it but he he, he just like it, it, he, he's a fucking idiot he he's literally an idiot i don't know what his deal is and he's eventually either going to sign with a team find success figure his life out and and maybe have you know another 10 years in the nhl or whatever or he's going to go to a team He's going to take his jersey off on the ice. He's going to take his skates off and then walk <laughs> out. And that's going to be the last NHL game that he ever plays. He might go to Europe after. I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> I, I look at it. I look at it that, I, I mean, I, I just don't think. It's not like you, you're taking the guy on for another three years where you're stuck with them. Sign the guy to the next 40 games plus playoffs. See what happens. He's a game changer. His his last season in San Jose, he led the team in you know the fifty two you know COVID season, fifty two game COVID season, almost average a point per game. Had thirty goals, I'm pretty sure that year, and only fifty two games on pace for you know forty five, close to fifty. Um, like the, he talent wise, I I think it's a it's worth the risk for any team at this point. So. And I think even especially the Edmonton Oilers, who I think seem to be the front runners, but obviously with the new issues that are rising, who fucking knows with Evander Kane. So, um, yeah, I, I like I said, I agree with you guys. It needs to be the right fit with the right, you know, the team, the management, all that. Um, I, I think Edmonton has at least enough veteran presence up in the upper management. And I think the respect, even though that the team isn't just not in a good place right now, I think – they need, they need something. And I think, you know, a, a change or, you know, an addition that, you know, could be very valuable. I just, I just don't see how somebody can like, like think like if he has, gets another chance and he goes out of his way to fuck it up, like before the season ends, like, I, I just like, I, I just don't get, I just don't understand the, the process of, of thinking behind Evander Kane's brain. So I don't think there is one. Most of well, the time. I don't think there is one. And hopefully he grows up. I mean, everybody makes mistakes at the end of the day. And Ken Holland had a point. 
he was a little off on giving second chances because as we all know, this is, you know, three, four, five, six, you know, chance for Evander Kane. He's moved around everywhere, but everywhere he's gone, he's, he's played well and found success. And I mean, obviously put him on the wing with, you know, uh, a top 10 talent in the NHL, whether, you know, he goes to Tampa, Toronto, Florida, um, Edmonton, wherever it is, I, I, I still feel like he'll be, you know, a, a, a player that is productive and at least on the ice, I um, think off the ice is a whole different question. I think honestly, you did mention the point about leadership. There are probably underestimation about leadership in teams and you bring up a good point about not being a psychiatrist, but the main thing is with Evander Kane, it seems like with him coming to back to Canada, it feels like that he probably wants to be in Canada. And yes, that results is probably Edmonton. As going back to Canada in Edmonton might be the best spot for him. There's yeah. nothing to fucking do in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah but how well, how well did that work out? A couple casinos. I mean, he was in Winnipeg. That yeah, didn't Winnipeg, work out. Winnipeg's just a bad place overall. He probably just didn't want to be there anymore. That's why he acted up. He didn't want to be in Winnipeg anymore. Fun fact, 2012-2013, Kane played in the KHL, had one goal, one assist for two points, 47 penalty minutes and a minus eight for 12 games in the KHL. And he was a loose cannon there, apparently, in 2012. So maybe the KHL might not be the best spot for him to go, based on history. Uh, but last year, in the shortened year, he had 22 goals, 27 assists, 49 points. Only had 42 penalty minutes. He actually behaved last year. He was minus one. This year with the Barracuda, where he played, where now obviously he's not. Uh, five games, two goals, six assists for eight points. He has played 29 playoff games, 13 points, six goals, seven assists, 84 penalty minutes. Now, this guy obviously had his best year uh, goal-wise. was an 18-19 for 30 goals. Uh, then he, uh, for his most points, is 56 in 2018-2019 as well. Uh, he had 153 penalty minutes that year. San Jose went at 20, had 20 games in the playoffs that year for uh, San Jose. So, obviously, everyone manager for the World Juniors in 09. That's where a lot of things started with Kane. Then he got drafted, of course, fourth overall by the Atlanta Thrashers. There's a name. Uh, in 2009. And fun fact, the 2009 NHL draft, the first overall pick was... Uh, John Tavares. It was John Tavares. Second overall was the Victor one, Edmund. Victor Hedman. Yes, who should have been the first overall pick? Sorry, Toronto fans. The seventh pick by Toronto <laughs> was Nazim, the Dream, someone that I really missed. Did you know that a He's guy in a contract year this year? Yep, there's another guy there. <laughs> the same draft. Yeah, the same. Oh wait, Tavares went to the Islanders. Sorry, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. Scott Glennie was drafted by Dallas that year, and Jared Cowan was drafted by Ottawa. Magnus Payarvi was drafted by the Edmonton Oilers. That's that's when we had the Everly Hall Magnus Payarvi. That was the future of the team, and we currently have none of those players. So fun facts: second round, thirty third overall was Ryan O'Reilly that year, and the Colorado Avalanche had a pretty good. Draft that year, they drafted Matt Duchesne third overall. I was not a, I was always a fan of Matt Duchesne. Call hey, comeback year this series playing excellent. So, and, and Nashville is uh, surprisingly um, a very good team this year. So, very good. Now, you know, Sue, uh, some love for the Sioux here. Jordan Nolan went seventh round that year to the Los Angeles Kings, Stanley Cup winner. Fun fact in the 09 draft, a lot of talent in that draft. Evander Kane, as TSN stated today, or sorry, YouTube mentioned today, not TSN, sorry. Uh, TSN mentioned should Evander Kane be getting another chance was the question they had. But Evander Kane is still a mess. 
That's the term that a lot of people are using. We'll see what happens with Evander Kane. Now, we did plan for 7 o'clock, so we're going to mosey through these topics as uh, quickly as we can. We're hitting 7 o'clock now, uh, but we have three points we want to get to that we'll try to get to as, uh, as quickly and through as we can. Make David just lifeless. Oh, my God. Dane, er, I'm going to give you this, uh, and Hike, I'm going to let you segue the next topic, but he looks, Dane, like he, he's, he's, he's needs going stress leaf. Okay, that's HR talk from me. Okay, that guy seems like a lot of frustrations are in Edmonton. He does not seem happy, but I hate when people say, Oh, come to Toronto or come to this team. He wants, listen, Connor McDavid is going nowhere. He's going nowhere. Connor McDavid is staying as an oiler, at least to the end of his contract. And if there's no success, then maybe he'll walk. And I don't know if he'll go to Toronto then. He might go to Ottawa. For all that we know. His best friends in Darnell Nurse and Leon Dreisaitl are also not going anywhere. So I kind of look at it as a trio. I don't I, I don't I don't see any so trade sad. demands. You're not gonna add like those three guys aren't just gonna offer like I, I think they truly believe that that core is what's gonna bring them to the Stanley Cup. And I, I don't think there's any reason to not believe that that core can't win them a Stanley Cup. It's obviously the pieces behind them, but yeah. Connor's loss is swag. He, he his swag hasn't been there for you know 10, 12 games now. Um, it's a little unfortunate that you know Yamamoto is actually starting to pop off a little bit. He's been playing like pretty well. He's been getting goal scoring from her bottom six. You've seen it against Ottawa the other night. Connor really nowhere to be seen that game, and he's like he fucking torched Ottawa last year, and I mean torched Ottawa last year. I don't know how many points he had in the ten games against Ottawa, but I, I bet you it'd be over twenty five points in the ten games that he played against Ottawa last year. Um, so yeah, I, I you don't see Connor go on, and it's not like he's has like a pointless streak. He's just gone on a streak of not taking over a game in a long time and putting the team on his back, which, you know what, when you have a guy like that, that's what your team needs every once in a while. And, you know, obviously this isn't going to last forever. He's going to get out of it. He's going to get a swag back. It's just, you know, what needs to happen for that to happen and and how much longer are we going to kind of go through this? So I, I, I think the leadership group of Edmonton kind of has to have a sit down and, you know, and they probably, I, I imagine they probably already have, but they, they need to figure out, you know, what's working and not working. I, I, I just think that the, the bottom six has been playing to the best that they can and, and they have been productive and, and Dreisaitl and Connor, um, while have put up some points in the last couple of games, just haven't been their normal self. So, yeah, things aren't good in Edmonton. Um, Stewie Skinny not having a great game last night against Ottawa. That two nights ago, two nights ago now, broke my heart a little bit. I have high hopes on on Stuart Skinner. Guy has the stash. He looks like a fucking hockey player. He has the hockey player name. He's from Edmonton. It's like everything that you want to to kind of cheer for the guys. So it's just kind of an unfortunate game against uh, Ottawa. And again, Edmonton just they need to start fucking coming out of the gates and, and putting the puck in the net and scoring first. They're only 10 games they've scored the first goal out of uh, 35 games this year, which is the uh, last in the NHL. And obviously when you're chasing the game, almost every single game, um, it's, it, it's, it's generally not going to go your way. So I think uh, with Edmonton right now, they need to come out of the, the gate a little bit stronger and 
obviously they need a fucking save from the goaltender, you know, in the first five minutes of the game. It's getting ridiculous. Miko Koskinen has might have let in the most goals within the first five minutes of the game than any goalie in the NHL, and he hasn't even played that many games. So lost the locker room, anyways. What's that? Well, yeah, and, and that's the other thing. I think like I've been looking at it for years. Like I, I the the way the team plays in front of Mike Smith compared to Miko Koskinen, especially when Mike Smith was good. Like Miko Koskinen, even when he's getting wins, I don't like the way the Oilers play, and it, it's unfortunate. But I just, I, 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 I just don't think they, uh, they don't have the belief system in him to, to you know, steal a game when they're not playing well or or or, or whatever. It's it's, I, I've watched it enough, and it, it's so deflating when it's you know the first shot of the game or the second shot of the game. Uh, goes in the net and then you're down one nothing and then you're chasing the game for the rest of the game so you know in professional sports and in the NHL that's not an easy feat to overcome uh, time and time again so yeah you know that first 10 minutes of the game I think is uh, you know really I, I I truly do believe is the most important thing for Edmonton if they need to get if they want to get out of the slump is they just have to get the lead to start the game and build that momentum and get pucks deep, and I know it's, you know, the, the typical fucking things you hear all the time, but get the cycle going, get the momentum going, get some shots on net. You don't have to score, but you got to kind of take control of the game off the bat and, you know, play play the game that your team wants to play, right? Don't don't enable the other team to, to play the game that they want to play. So, like, if they start doing that, they'll be fine. But, yeah, goaltending is an issue, and I don't think it's possible to even fix the goaltending this year with a trade or whatnot. I, unless they go out and get Gorgiev or something like that. But is Gorgiev going to be the guy that comes in there and solves everything, or defense is another issue on top of that too? So, very hit and miss. Um, yeah, Edmonton's a fucking mess right now. It's a, it's a mess. I don't really have – you it's, sound it's, like it's, it's, de- it's depressing, is what it is. It's depressing. I I just that that that's my tangent on it. I don't really have a whole lot else to say than that. I just think, you know, the 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 dry sidles and and the McDavid's need to put the team on their back while the other players are kind of flourishing right now. I mean, you know, they're playing for the you know each other, and I just I'm not going to say that McDavid and Drysdale are being selfish and aren't playing for each other, but they're going for a slump, and I think you know they're they're the two guys that need to kind of spearhead this this turnaround in Edmonton right now, obviously. See, and as you're sitting there, I was looking at the draft because we're looking at draft in 2015 when Boston took Zab- great draft, when, great draft when Boston took Zabral, DeBrusque's decision over Barzell, Connor, and Chabot. Shabbat whatever we want to call it. And Brock Besswing. My God. I love it. Justin, I love it. Fuck the Bruins. Sh- Sh- Shabble. <laughs> Hike, I'm going to let you go to the next topic. We have two. I'll try to get through it as quick as we can here. We had a lot of topics. Hey, it's our first episode in almost over, I think it's been well over a month, actually. Last I correct, I think it's December 1st was our last episode. So we're hitting over a month and 16 days since we've had an episode. So lots to touch on here, but we'll We'll try to get to, to our timing here with a lot of things. Uh, so, hike all-star game slash World Cup segue slash Olympics. You know, let's let's dive into that topic uh, for a handful of minutes here before we choose our top five teams in the NHL. Then I'm going to close up with some brief local points uh, for TGM Local. Uh, for those who wonder what that is, that's Sault Ste. Marie-based. So those outside the Sioux, hey, 
still tune in and listen to that because we like to give a little love to all sports and all cities as much as we can. But TGM local means the local home of where the game sports show is powered by the game entertainment media. And that's where local sports are. And I must say again, Orange Pier Brewing Company, this is what this edition is powered or sorry, presented by. Tap room at Northern Superior. Make sure you check out all of our sponsors on thegamesportshow.com. Special shout out to Living Sisu, our good friend Zach Fukali, friend of the show and the owner and co-founder of Living Sisu, uh, Living S I S U. Give them a check out, uh, as well as Little Caesars Pizza. Mike Flam, yeah, big fan of the Game Sports Show is Flams. He has another business of Forty Five Soul Soul. Maybe there'll be some business with T Gem and the Game Sports Show with him. Little teaser uh, for that. But Little Caesars Pizza, you can. You can order some quick delivery or, heck, go there and get a nice affordable pizza uh, from Little Caesars Pizza. Yes, we like to talk local on the show. Yes, Little Caesars is a national brand, but it is locally owned. So you must give a shout out to Mike Family with that. And, of course, Zach Fucali again with Living Sisu and the Tap Room at North Spirit Brewing Company. Hike, get into the topic that I mentioned. Uh, well, I mean, I think everybody, if you've been listening for a while, you know my opinion on the All-Star game. Similar to Nathan McKinnon's this week. I mean, it's at this point, it's more of a popularity contest. Whoever the kids vote in on the internet these days or who gets in, and th- that's about it. Uh, I mean, there's some notable guys that aren't even in the running for consideration. I think like Rantanen's one of them. Um, you know, makes sense. Definitely makes sense, especially since Montreal has at least one player going. Um but yeah, and I mean, like it's it's kind of been a bummer the last couple months because I mean we had the World Juniors ripped out from underneath of us. Uh, things were going well there for Team Canada, and then that just kind of ended. Um, and then you know, okay, well let's look forward to the Olympics, and that's gone now too. So well, it's not gone, but it's, the NHL players are gone. So I mean, it's gone. Mo- most people watching the Olympics are gone. Uh, which is unfortunate because, I mean, there's always like this one random sport every once in a while that you kind of like catch on to while you're watching, waiting for hockey at 4.30 in the morning or whatever it's going to go on. Um, but, you know, I, there's the, you know, the rumor that the NHL has petitioned to move the hockey section of the Olympics to the Summer Olympics so it wouldn't interfere with the schedule. Um, but, you know, we were, we were spitballing earlier and we talked about bringing back the World Cup why not it's it's the olympics without the bullshit of dealing with the international olympic committee so the nhl can keep all the profits for themselves they don't have to share them you know i mean your avenues for sponsorship there is pretty well unlimited because if you do it in the summertime it's a whole different all kinds of different products that you have access to versus you know your wintertime usuals it's it almost seems like a no-brainer for the NHL to at least be looking into something like this. And at the same time, they could do a Women's World Cup and bring that in at the same time. You know, have a it's just hockey in the summer. You know, we don't want to step on baseball's toes. Baseball in you know mid-July is kind of boring sometimes, anyway. So if you were to do like the World Cup of hockey uh, the last two weeks of July or something like that, when baseball is doing their All-Star break, yeah, I don't think it's a bad time. I think I think you have a like a really great point on, you know, maybe combining uh, a World Cup um, and and giving the women like you know the NHL platform to kind of promote the game too in that sense, 
maybe have the women's tournament start before the men's tournament. And I, 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 I think, you know, obviously with the advertisements and the money the NHL has, I think that would be good for the, uh, the women's game to kind of incorporate both um, and kind of make it, uh, you know, a, a, a one thing, right. You know, you have the world cup of women's hockey and then the men's hockey. And if you want to do them both in the summer and have them, you know, back-to-back kind of tournaments or integrate them at the same time obviously it would take viewing away from the women's tournament if you integrate them at the same time as the men's but I think uh, I, I kind of like that idea of uh, I, I think the NHL I, I think it would be a good stepping stone um, for the NHL to kind of get a little bit more involved in promoting the popular, uh, popular notification guy Who's getting the yeah. notifications? Sorry, sorry. That's me. That's me. Popular guy. I think our listeners are like, holy shit, this guy's popular. All right, we're good. We're good now. We're good. We're good. The Oilers are calling him. Uh, the Oilers are calling him for some advice. Yeah, they're calling me up. They're calling <laughs> me up to play fucking four fly left wing because uh, they're so bad right now. See, and you know what? I'll say quickly, all-star game. I, I want to see the best players there. I really don't care if there's 10 players from one team there. I want to see the best players in that game. I don't – it may sound – like non-ethical, whatever way you want to look at it. But sure, you want to see every team that go there because it looks from a marketing and, and money perspective for the National Hockey League. But the All-Star game means the best players, okay? Baseball does it different, right? They have basically every player going, and there's always – it's it's different. NBA is different. Other sports, you can't compare. When it comes to hockey, when I see those uh, – when I think of the All-Star game, I think of the early thousands, you know, the first time that the Air Canada Centre, which is now the Scotiabank Arena, had the All-Star game in Toronto. And it's so cool because they're – when they're doing the skills competition, they're trying. It wasn't a circus act where like now seems like a circus act, or maybe I was too young to realize it was a circus act, but it seems like it, it's just more of a waste of time to go. Like if I'm a player, I almost don't want to go. I'm serious. Even if I'm Matthews, McDavid or Crosby as, or, as a player, like as a fan, I don't fuck. I don't watch the all-star game. Oh, I might oh, check oh, out the skills competition. Yeah. Watch Connor do a lap around the ice and the hardest shot, but like, other than that, like, I, I do like the fact that, like, the three-on-three added a little bit of excitement, but also, like, now that's getting a little bit old. Um, and, yeah, like, and, and and to, you know, our point about maybe just bringing in the World Cup is just replace the All-Star game with the World Cup, like, every two or three years. Like, nobody gives a fuck about the All-Star game. What happens if McDavid blows a tire and they're going around the boards and fucking wipes out? What happens? Yeah, that's, up to the, that's up to the players' union to decide what they want to do. They want to have a guaranteed international tournament best on best is what they want. The Olympic route, obviously, you know, whether it was just the insurance fucking thing last time and now COVID this time, it just hasn't worked. We haven't had a, a, the NHL players go to the Olympics since 2016 in Sochi. So I, I, I think it, it's it's been, you know, eight years or whatever. Um, I, I think an alternative needs to be put in place. Um, and it's the if the NHL is worried about paying insurance money, it's like I I feel like that's not even no the All Star game. What if McDavid's doing the fastest lap, blows a tire? How would you feel about that? Yeah, but that's what you get paid money for. That's what you yeah, get I mean, paid that's... million dollars for. And like, and I mean this this thing where they're going to suspend players for one game for like not attending or two games yeah. is like it, like and if you're a guy like Ovechkin who's 36 years old, you know, okay, I'll. Fuck! I'll fucking I'll I'll have a yeah. I'll take I'll take a week off right yeah, on. Yeah, I'll take the week off. Fucking you know, rinse vodkas and 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 have a couple, 
you know, red sauce, white sauce mixes for dinner every night there with my pasta. And, and that's His what son's going to be do. very good, by the way. 2036 draft Ovechkin Jr. First overall. I'm calling it a right now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 2036. 2036, fellas. Call it, mark in your calendars. He's going to be like a golfer. The only all star game that has any relevance in sports is baseball. But World Cup, though, I agree. I would love to see that. Bring that back. Bring the World Cup back. But the, Olympic, the Olympics, I got to say, we had a slight disagreement with this, maybe. But the Olympics, I know you mentioned amateur athletes, but I think it needs to be the best players. Olympics, I think, is the best people. Well, oh, I agree. But if the best players can ever fucking go because of all these other issues, then fuck it. I just like bring the World Cup. If they bring the World Cup, it like it's automatically going to happen. COVID or not, COVID or not, they'll play without fans. I mean, they're not going to make any money, but like they'll do it. <laughs> I, 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 I just think like revenue wise for the NHL, and it's like if it, it, you, you got to compromise the, the, the player union and, and you Maybe know, fuck preseason games and just do a World Cup. I know people say, well, you got to get your mojo going. With well, the but and like if they don't want to do the, but they don't like you can keep the all star game. Make your revenue off the all-star game and then do a tournament in the summer. Once every three years, I don't think players are going to have, and I don't, don't even say four years. Let's do it every three years. Let's, let's get this going a little bit more. Let's make up, let's let's make up, let's make up for the the ones that we've missed. Right. And I think like right now with like the superstar talent that the NHL has right now and the way that the NHL has marketed in the States and the, you know, how the game is expanding and, and it's, you know, it's becoming more popular, especially down South. And you have all these California teams, you know, are that just came off all these cup runs. And now it's, you know, it's the East coast turn with Florida, with Tampa and, and, and Florida and even Carolina right now. Right. So I, I, I think it's just kind of a perfect storm to bring back the World Cup. Let, let's get Crosby and David playing together. Like, we want – they're so like, – like, Team USA right now is nasty. Canada is nasty. Like, Finland's nasty. Sweet. Like, like the top five teams, any of them can win it. I, and I truly do believe that. And obviously with Canada, you know, having the team that they have are probably the front runner. But I think, like, this is the most talent that – we've seen in a very long time not just canada wise but like across the board uh between countries um and i think there's five countries that can easily win a world cup right now and it's not just going to be canada and russia who are automatically going to make it or canada the u.s finland and sweden have very very strong teams right now and i'm look at germany germany not saying that they're gonna run away with a tournament or anything but German hockey is, uh, you know, silver medalists in the last uh, Olympics. I know the NHL players weren't there, but Stutzel. you look at Tim Stutzel, you look at Leon Dreisaitl, you look at Moritz Seider, J.J. Paterka, you have all these guys that are coming up right now. G- Germany's another team that's going to kind of come slide in there and be like, you know, a Czech Republic of Slovakia. So I think, like, right now is, like, the tournament is, like, for professional hockey players – this is maybe the most balanced tournament that you would ever see where even the bottom tier teams are not going to get blown out of the water. I don't think Germany, I don't think if Germany played, they're going to lose 10 nothing to Canada or the USA. I think it would be a little bit of a closer game. And you better so, hurry up and answer Ken Holland. He seems like he wants you real bad. 
I fucking sorry. I closed. <laughs> what's going on here? No, right? you're good. You're good. Now I'll say quite the World Cup. Bring it back. I like the three year idea. Then you have the Olympics in the fourth year that make things just so com- transition so nicely. Hike, I don't know if you have any final points with that, but I'm going to give the last topic over to you anyway. So if you have any final points, get on it with that. Uh, but top five teams in the NHL right now. And Dane wants to do this. Um, so you will, we'll let Dane have the fire with this. Your projected Stanley cup finals. We'll go around the horn and then I'll wrap up quickly with some local news. And then that'll be the show tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to kind of stick status quo on what my cup finals, um, were at the start of the year, Colorado, Florida, um, Colorado, obviously had that slow start. They're back. They're back. They're, they're okay. They're okay. And Florida from day one has uh, arguably been the best uh, team in the NHL. And yeah, I just, uh, as far as my top five goes, yeah, I'll go Colorado number one. I'll go Florida number two, Tampa, Carolina. And then I'm going to put the Pittsburgh Penguins at five, tied with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Five and six. I'm going to give your boys a little bit of credit. They've been playing well this year. I think they have the goaltending with Jack Campbell to at least get past that first round this year. Um, But at the same time, you guys are in a tough, tough, tough division, tough conference, tough conference. I don't think any, any, any first round like matchup, you're going to look in the Eastern conference this year. You're going to be like, fuck, if I'm going to bet money on this, this is going to be tough. So um yeah that's my top five and yeah my cup final is going to say status quo uh obviously with uh, colorado and uh florida so there you go hike all right i'm gonna make it quick because i got one percent here on my phone uh i'm gonna roll with the colorado toronto final still although i loosely wanted to maybe pick washington um just giving ovechkin another deep playoff run to build that goal uh his goal fucking you know what i mean um i'm not gonna make it to the teams here so i'm just gonna uh peace out and i will talk to you fellas after (laughs) okay that's been justin heichel hike thank you very much uh for coming on tonight dane i will uh wrap up the remainder of the show that's been justin one percent he uh, got that last comment in. That's all that matters. Uh, sign him off, Just Heichel. You can uh, check him out on social media as well uh, at Hike48. Uh, so thanks again, Hike, with that. I know you might not have the opportunity to say bye. I think he's already gone. Uh, so, yeah, and his phone, he just messaged me. He's, uh, yeah, his phone's dead now. So, anyways, he's inactive. But, anyways, just made it in time. So I'll say quickly the top five teams. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to try not to be biased. I got to keep my hat on and I will give you both a yet a bias and sports opinion. Yes, there's a difference. Uh, so teams, in terms of the five teams, there's no bias here. I think I'm going to be honest. Uh, I got Florida, Tampa top two. Uh, that's one and two respectively. Uh, for the third team, I am going Colorado uh, for the fourth team. Uh, I guess that'd be yet yeah, the fourth team. I can't do math today. Uh, I do have, the Toronto Maple Leafs. There, I do have Toronto. And- oh, you got to, you got to do it. You got to do it. I got you have confidence in your team, Dave. I got Toronto. And- no, ride the boys. Ride the boys. Ride in the. You guys boys. are never gonna win unless the, the Leafs Nation believes they're gonna win. 
we do they, they need the fans behind fuck up in the first round. <laughs> uh, and then if I had to choose a team fifth, I am going with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, that team is uh, a wagon. Uh, I, I do have Pittsburgh and and uh, kind of a mention, but I still have Washington ahead of Pittsburgh. And believe it or not, I am on Vegas when they get healthy. That team is going to be very good to watch. That team has some finagling yeah, to do, though, with the salary cap. I don't know how they're going to do I, it. I, I, they're they're <laughs> TIR, baby. That's what they're doing the Tampa way this year. You watch. The Tampa way is going to be Vegas. Well, and that's like, is that what they're going to do? They're still going to let Eichel play till the playoffs? Because I don't, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to figure it out. Because- put him in a loan. Put him in the AHL for conditioning and get him some time before the playoffs and call him up in the playoffs. And uh, if I had to pick a cup final... I am going <laughs> to ride the boys out. Ride the boys yeah, do out. It, do the, it. Fuck uh, it. Vegas and Toronto in your cup five. Vegas final. and Toronto. I think Vegas gets ahead of Colorado. That's my revise. I did have Colorado getting there, but when all right, all right, healthy. Yeah. when Vegas is healthy, I just can't, for some reason, I can't see past that team. Even uh, on a not 100% Jack Eichel, that's still a very dangerous and one sexy team to watch in Vegas. Sorry, Colorado fans. Uh, but in Florida, Tampa, listen, the Atlantic division is absolutely, absolutely unbelievable this year. Uh, if you're a Toronto fan, get up to first place. <laughs> just no, get to, get I know, first. I know. Get to first because if you no. guys, if you, if you guys don't, if you guys don't get first place, you're gonna play Tampa probably in the first round, Florida in the second round, and then like Carolina, Carolina, <laughs> or Pittsburgh, or some shit like that. That that, and that's what I mean. The East, the East top eight teams. Can I be honest with you though? Who are you great. Play first round. I'd rather play Florida over Tampa. I think Toronto can beat Florida easily. Oh, I, 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 you I, I, to pick I, I, I would agree. I would agree. You want to play a team that hasn't just won two Stanley Cups, who, <laughs> you know, is looking for that, you know, dynasty. But yeah, I, 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 I tr- Toronto has a has a has a tough go, um, a tough road. Any team in the East, I think, has an extremely Fair. tough road in the playoffs. You're gonna get so, to the finals. You're gonna be exhausted. You're gonna be. You're gonna have your shit. Yeah. And in the bit. I, I. I would. I would. I would forecast that we might see more game sevens in the Eastern Conference playoffs this year than we've ever seen. Yeah. And Tampa Bay, they know how to do it. The LTIR. I don't know. Toronto can't pull that trick off. Florida can't pull that trick off because everyone's healthy. Vegas and Tampa are the two teams that can. Because Vegas of- has to do it though. Like yeah. I like that. Gonna why not? Kill me. It's gonna I- kill me for my fantasy team. Jack Eichel's already skating though. Yeah, take your time though. Fuck it. No, I had a setback. I had a fucking setback. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I know. Knows. I know. I know. Marcia Oh shit. Had a setback. You know what I'm saying? Mar- then you got there's 15 million right there. Go to, but like, like, okay, hypothetically, let's look to next year. What are they going to do to get Jack Eichel in there? You have to get rid of Marcia Riley Soul. Smith, Marcia Soul, Riley Smith, and Alec Martinez. You make that not all in. three. All three? No. Well, you got nine mil between Marcia Soul and Smith. Martinez is five. That's 14 mil. Eichel's 10. You know, you got some free agents. I'm sure you want to sign that. I don't even know the top of my head. So you want to open up cap. You go to the draft. I would get rid of Alec Martinez. Riley Smith. If you can keep March or so. I don't even know if I get rid of Riley Smith. He's been like. He's in a ridge, man. In a ridge. Him oh, and, Marcus and Carlson. <laughs> That's a contract you got to get rid of is somehow. Well, William Carlson. Carlson might be the other guy, right? But that team's been hurting for center depth for so long that. We finally found Does it. Does it make sense to get rid of Carlson? Like you would rather get rid of Riley Smith or, 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 or Marcia. So 
Yeah, because you have, if, you, have if, the wing depth. you have the wing depth. the center depth. Yeah. Or or maybe maybe they got rid of Patch already. I don't know what they're gonna do. Lots lots to be done. Do we can talk to a blue in the face. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna but be great. LTIR until you die. That's Vegas's thing, and they're gonna go in the playoffs. Oh, it's Tampa's thing. It might be <laughs> Vegas's thing this year. But now Eichel's gonna be like, oh, I'm good. Game one, he comes out. Three snipes. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, Vegas will play uh, second place or first in their division, so they'll probably play one of San Jose, Calgary, or Minnesota. They'll fucking clean the fucking clock off them in the first round. Second round, you'll see, well, I guess in your division, so you might see the Kings. going to fucking clean them up in the second round. Sorry, Kings fans. You're just not ready for Vegas when they're healthy. And then the third round, Colorado's going to come in. They're going to come in, and they're going to be go against this Vegas team that's literally just going to beat you up. They're big, they're tough, and they're going to – you got, you know, then gone's Colorado, and then you got in the finals, you got a team in the East just got their absolutely head kicked in for the other three rounds. Tampa, Florida, Toronto, Carolina, doesn't matter who it is, and Vegas is going to be like – they're going to be licking their chops, and then Nico's going to come off a 10-goal playoff performance, and he might win the fucking con Smythe. I didn't pick my cup champion, did I? I didn't pick my cup champion. Oh, I go, I'm going Colorado again this year. I think Colorado. I want to say Toronto. As a fan, I'll say Toronto, but I'm betting Vegas this year, okay? That's my point now. With the trades they made, I might be betting Vegas. Colorado is my third pick if I had to pick a third one because that is a very good pick. It'd be cool to see McKinnon lift it, but fuck them. I want to see Toronto lift that cup this year. I've had enough. Oh, of I mean, obviously. <laughs> but oh. Vegas is probably a very reasonable uh, pick if you're thinking of a bet. Uh, I'm, a, I'm definitely behind the Golden Knights fan wagon there, uh, or bandwagon. Sorry, I said fan wagon, new word. Dane, I'm going to get into some quick local point here. We've had a little extended show. Like I said, first show we've had in a while. Uh, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds are in action on the 20th uh, against Windsor. Then they play Friday against Flint. Wednesday, they're back at the GFL against Saginaw. I haven't heard too many updates uh, in regards to the any types of maybe cancellations, but it seems like Thursday the 20th, they'll be on our sister station through our ESPN 1400 station, uh, Rock 101 with Jerry Linscombe Jr. and on Shaw Spotlight TV. Yes, Shaw's not a sponsor, but I will give them a little love where you can watch them on television or CHL TV. Very good uh, to check them out on there. The Hounds uh, having a very strong season. I'm liking what the Hounds are doing. Uh, the Hounds are really, really nice to watch. Made some good moves in the deadline. They did pay a lot for the defenseman from Sudbury, the Thompson, but he's a good leader. He comes in uh, to the dressing room that can use that leadership. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, what the Hounds have done this year. Will they make the run? We'll see. Tough competition, especially if you're looking over at London this year, as we love talking about London on this show. Jokes aside. And now to talk about the NOJHL. The NOJHL, uh, they've been kind of in pause. Uh, the last game was actually the 19th, but a lot of of the Thunderbirds news, the Eagles played on Saturday the 18th as well as the 17th, but uh, on December, sorry, this is December I'm talking about, uh, that they had a game back in December the 19th was the last time the NOJHL iced. Uh, January, uh, Thursday, January the 27th is the next time the NOJHL ice will be. The next game will be Blind River uh, will be playing uh, in that game. Uh, so, you know, against uh, the Greater Sudbury Cubs, uh, that game. So we get to see some NOJHL action very soon. Uh, throughout the full standings going into the uh, after the break, the Thunderbirds have a four-game lead on the Eagles and B. Beavers, uh, actually three on the Beavers, but they have a 43-35-30 point differential. Uh, respectively, Thunderbirds have 43 points. Eagles 35, e and Beavers have 30. Thunderbirds leading the way, and then the Timmins Rock are leading in a very tight East. Timmins Dane has 48 points, Powassan 47, and Hurst 46. Very 
very one, two, three, very tight, tight. Very very tight. you can't get much tighter uh, than that. It's almost like the Atlantic division in the national hockey league. Now the multitude of the CJHL alumni on NHL rosters. What is that? Well, January 10th, 2022, the NOJHL had a nice article listed where they talk about a lot of alumnus that played in the Canadian junior uh, in the CJHL uh, for a lot of, a lot of players that are brought up Colin Miller and obviously Boris Kachuk being some Sioux ties there. Uh, but you can go down the list. Mitchell Marner played for the St. Michael's buzzers in the OJ. Uh, Colton Perenko played for Fort McMurray, uh, the Oil Barons in the AJHL. You have David Perron who played for the Panthers, Deshane Therome in the Quebec Junior League, Jane Schwartz. You can go down and down the list. There's a lot of players most notably, John Tavares played for the Milton Icehawks in the OJHL. So a lot of talents, even Oilers, Zach Hyman played for the Hamilton Red Wings, Dane. Fun fact, a lot of players that you can see on this list. Very interesting article that you can check on the NOJHL.com. There's some local love from yours truly, David McKaig. Now, Dane, let's get to the conclusion. It's been an extended show. We're well over an hour. We had a lot to talk about. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. And listen, this is brought to you by... Obviously, this edition is presented by the Taproom and North Spirit Brewing Company. Check them out on social media. And also like and follow and subscribe to the Gain Sports Show, Instagram and Facebook. Check out our website, thegainsportshow.com. Search where you get your podcasts. We're all over the place. We're now on YouTube, the TGM Network. Lots of big things coming. And we're also going to be on video very soon uh, for our new shows. Get to see our beautiful faces. Theo Fleury was our recent special edition upload. Our next special edition upload will be with... Uh, myself and Brooksy, where we interviewed Marcel Dion and Pete Mahovlich. Very big show uh, coming up with there for that. That's a very big show that you guys get to have the enjoyment of tune in. And I want to say congratulations to my sister. And I guess I should say it to myself. Uh, she had her second child, uh, Jeffrey David Christopher Terrio. And no, not David because of me, because of my father. Uh, but I am uh, an uncle to a nephew and my sister uh, brought home Jeff today. Uh, very excited about that. The story behind named him Jeff uh, was there was a cousin of Frank named Jeff Mangoni who passed away a handful of years ago uh, and they named the child after him. So definitely some suit time there that people will probably appreciate that story a lot of people a lot of people that also follow the show knew jeff uh, was a well-known individual in sioux state marie and that's who jeff is named after my nephew so very excited to meet him and i will be meeting him tonight we're a little bit late for dinner but my fiance hasn't kicked down the door yet so i might be in good hands still so uh, i we are gonna wrap up the show dane Thank you very much for taking the time, uh, my friends. It's been great. We'll be back to these once a week. Very excited to get back to talking hockey. I have your groomsman box to give you that's been sitting in here since I went to the Cayman Islands. Uh, and well, invite me over one of these days. You might have to do that. Uh, and we have some <laughs> chell maybe to play later tonight to get the wagon. I would love that. I would love that. So thanks for taking get the, the time. wagon going. It's been fun talking all this stuff and catching up. Yeah, thanks for having me again. I just want to do a little shout out because it's been so long since we had the show to uh, – Paul Maurice uh, stepping down as Winnipeg because I don't think we talked about that. And I'll just touch uh, on it yes. quick. Yes. Um, yeah, great coach. Um, he is up there in all-time wins. Um, I hope the next team that he uh, he uh, works for, uh, he wins the Stanley Cup because the man deserves it. And I think he uh, done wonderful things for the Winnipeg uh, Jets. And I think uh, you got to give him the utmost respect for you know, stepping down, realizing that the team needed to go in a new direction. And uh, he just kind of speaks to the man's character and a uh, friend of the show, just uh, throw that out there. So uh, Paul Maurice uh, looking forward to see what's uh, next for, uh, for him and his, uh, you know, coaching career. 
fire Dave Tippett, hire Paul Maurice. Let's start. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on my mind. It's fuck, on my mind. Fuck Mike Babcock. Don't do it. Listen to Mike Commodore. Let me tell you right now. Listen to Mike Commodore. No, Mike oh, Commodore yeah, knows, yeah. knows all. But yes, good, good mention out, Dane, to Paul Maurice, friend of the show. We hope to have him on again in the very near future. He's taking a break right now. I was planning it this year, but some sudden changes due to a yes. Uh, this recent news uh, definitely changed that. So we will hopefully have Paul Maurice on the very near future when he's maybe hired by a new team. It'd be a very interesting story to have him on. But again, thanks to Dane. Thanks to Hike. Take the time. Listeners, like I said, follow the Game Sports Show pages. Follow Northern Superior. We appreciate you taking the time to join us for this lengthened segment of Top Shelf. And we will be back for more uh, this week. There'll be some more uploads, sporadic schedule. Scott will have uploads on the Podbean site. We'll have uploads on the website. Uh, our next special edition upload won't be until next week, like I mentioned with Pete and uh, Marcel. Our next ESPN show is not until next week. It was actually canceled today due to COVID protocols in the United States. So a lot of schedule changes. Everyone just keep an eye on our platform. Uh, stay tuned for our schedules. Stay patient uh, with our schedule. But one thing I can assure you is there have shows coming up. In particular, that special edition upload with Pete and Marcel, as I mentioned, and also the TGM network that plans to launch next week, uh, the channel category platform. More news will come from that from yours truly and the crew. So I'm here to remind you, listeners, my famous line I like to say, I think it's famous. I don't know if it is. I'm just saying it is. I like to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah. <laughs>